0: Brother, I'm going. Run a wild Hulk
1: Hogan. If I like get it's a moment. I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been.
0: What is up, everybody? It's another episode of the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, We Too Deep and with me is co-host DJ Wavy D, just like always.
1: Your what's going on, folks? How y'all doing?
0: We got we got uh some some stuff to talk about. We got uh you know that big press conference that happened last Thursday. We're gonna spend a lot of time there, maybe go over a little bit of smackdown from Charlotte, uh that I was I guess you could say I was in the building.
1: Yeah, you were in the uh, building <laughs> barely. <laughs>
0: uh but uh, before we get to all of that, let's go back about a week. Wednesday, AEW promoted a big announcement. Huge announcement. A huge announcement. This big announcement that Tony Khan had and it and it came out that it's just a show at TD Garden. Uh and everyone's, you know, Oh, it's the debut of Mercedes Monet. She's going to AEW. I gave my opinion a little bit last week uh, on my sort of rant about The Rock, Um, which is crazy because I sent that out on on Friday. Mm -hmm. And no, it was Thursday. I sent it out Thursday. And that same night, he turned heel like I said he should. So I'm not saying I write the script, but anyway, so I more so want to ask Wavy D here. What's your sort of feeling on this big announcement?
1: So I I definitely think that you covered most of it on your rant. Um, But yeah, like Tony Khan, his big announcements, like when are we going to call them the big announcements? You know what I'm saying? Because like, oh, my gosh, you're having a show at the TD Garden, like the second most famous garden. It might, it might be top five. I mean, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. I love, I love Celtics. I love TD Garden, but like you got like Mass Square Garden. You got like like the the what's it called Botanical Garden. You know what I'm saying? Like the flowers and all that. Like it might, it's not even the most famous garden. You know what I'm saying? Right. But no, I mean, it's 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 a totally kind of thing to do to announce like a big like week show, not, not week as in W E E K, not W E A K. You know, it's a big week show, weekly show. Um, I mean, if, if you know, Sasha Banks does debut, okay, you know, it's a big show. But, like, you know, what's the follow-up to it? You know what I'm saying? Right. The You know, AEW does, you know, a good job. I'll give them credit. They do a good job at, like, making debuts seem very important when they debut. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that what happens the two weeks after the debut. Right. Like like when Edge debuted AEW, it was a big it was a big thing. You know, I watched the, I watched the clip. It was a big thing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, the problem is what happens two weeks after that, that star is there. What happens a month later? Mm. They fade away and they're having matches on Rampage against like like Jeff Hardy, right? Like like you know. So if Sasha Banks can you know can break the routine of having a big debut. And then three weeks later is like another girl, you know, say if she could break that mold and like be the big time boss, you know, and be, you know, Mercedes Bonet, you know, big time money, all that, all that good stuff. If she can do that, that's amazing. Right. Um, There's also rumors that Okada's also signed. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't debut both of them. Right. Uh, on the like, same. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean it was it was like i was a, i was a huge fan when when randy came back and CM punk came back right after that i was a huge fan of that right you know like you know you got them one of them is go overshadow the other one right so yeah that's and, my main thoughts
0: right um so like i said in my rant my main concern with with S- sasha bank showing up is like you said okay what happens in a month when the sort of honeymoon phase is over but is she, and this is this may be a hot take. I know there's a lot of people who think that Sasha Banks is the best women's wrestler on the planet. I don't. I'm not a big fan of her necessarily. I don't see anything that she does anything better than someone like a Charlotte or or Becky. She's to me, she's overshadowed by the rest of the four horsewomen. She's number four of the four. Um, and I know that's a hot take, but okay. I would assume you put Bailey under her.
1: Or yeah, Becky. but but Bailey is about a springboard and possibly right. pass her. Right. Up, so up until now, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm with you there. But you know, Becky to me is number one, and it's really, really close between her and Charlotte. And then I guess you could say three and four are really, really close between Bailey and Sasha. I would put Bailey at three. Um, but I don't necessarily think Sasha's all that good on the mic. She's quite awful, to be honest with you. Um And her entering ability, it's good. She's a good wrestler, but she does nothing that takes her to that next level. Um, And maybe some of that was the fact that Vince McMahon never really gave her consistent booking. Uh, But, yeah, I don't see this as a big, huge announcement that everyone in AEW thinks it's going to be. Um, And I'm going to, again, assert this. I know uh, my brother on his podcast Thursday tried to call me out and be like, "Oh, Okada's coming." No, he's not. I'm a hundred percent guaranteeing that Kash- Kashiko Okada is WWE.
1: No, I think you and your bird need to get like a little wager going, yeah. but you guys, you guys are running out of time. You know what I'm saying? But right now, while both you guys are hundred percent sure, we need to get a little wager between the two of you. No
0: together. wager. Well, I'll see if we can get something going. Um. But but there's that. Let's talk about this press conference before we get into the, the thing everyone watched the press conference for which was Roman Reigns the Rock and Cody we got an intro uh, or an announcement of a new I guess we can call it show called WWE Speed. It's not really if if you paid attention to social media and like the dirt sheets you kind of knew what this was and went. but we got some more information about it, it's going to be like a f- like five minute matches that they post on uh, X on a weekly basis. Probably going to be like dark matches. Hmm. Um, so we were talking a little bit before we clicked record. What's your um, your sort of idea? Do you like the this idea? Um, do you um, think it'll work?
1: So uh, I like it as far as it will give some some of the lower talent who do the dark matches. They'll mm-hmm. give them a little more exposure. Right. Um, I definitely wouldn't put the dark matches that you know, like like when they're like <clears throat> testing out for like a, a future story. You mm-hmm. know, you know, like, you know, like when they put talents in the ring to see if they work well heading right. into a future feud. I, yeah. I definitely wouldn't do that. But yeah, if you're doing like the one or two matches that they do before a SmackDown or a Raw, like that's in front of the crowd. If you like post them after the show on X, I wouldn't mind that. You know, like you know, it's gonna be like Cancel Ray versus Ile. Like you know, right, right? I mean, it has it has an audience, and like at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt. Like I, don't, I feel like you're not spending too much money or wasting too many resources just to post a match. Like I'm pretty sure the cameras are rolling, anyways. You know, the right. cameras are, are the cameras probably constantly recording. You know, even though it doesn't make the TV, I'm sure there's a camera that just constantly rolls. And right. so yeah, you just take that, you trim it down, throw it on X. You get some, you get some impressions. You, you, you can probably slap an ad or two on that. Like, it's just another way of income. Right. So, I, I definitely don't see it as a negative. Is it a needle mover? No. But it's definitely not a negative. And, yeah, you get right. to see some, some of your lower talents that you don't get to see every week. Right. So, I like it.
0: Yeah. So, I'm I'm of the same mindset as you. Anything that can get some of these guys, like Cedric Alexander or Odyssey Jones, which, mm. you know, he, he got drafted a year ago and still hasn't debuted on Raw yet. Like, yeah. Um, so like any of these guys who we don't see on the OMAS that we don't see on TV on a week to week basis, anything to get them in the ring and to get it get exposure to them, I'm all for. I'm with you as well. Like, I don't like so after SmackDown on Friday, we had Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. Please don't ever put that match on a WWE speed. Yeah, that match that match is so I mean, it's a dark match to send the crowd home happy because Cody won. But that, that's that would be like putting, you know, John Moxley versus Adam Page on Rampage, mm. like which AEW has done before. But <laughs> it, it it doesn't make sense. They're too big for this type of, uh, of segment. Um, but anything to get a guy like Cedric more ex- exposure. So maybe maybe you're doing like a test tryout match for an NXT superstar. Yeah. To move up. Definitely do that. Um, I'm all for it. And oh, so, only,
1: almost like um, NXT level up, right? How how, right. how they air that on YouTube? They air,
0: right?
1: Then, but back to your solo thing, real fast. Did you? I don't know if you saw the fun fact. Solo Soko is currently zero twenty three since his match against John Cena.
0: That's crazy. I so did not see that.
1: T- TV slash house matches. Yeah, he's zero 23 twenty. That's crazy
0: because they pushed him to where like he never lost
1: ever. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. You think about it, he's only had like four TV matches. Right and, like, and half of them, and then like DQs or no contests, right? But yeah, they're like all house shows that he faced, like Cody Rhodes or like Randy Orton or something like that, or AJ. Wow,
0: that's crazy. It's a good thing wins and losses don't mean anything. But that's a different episode. For, a for, different for, for, for you, for you, old heads,
1: <laughs> for you old heads. Um, not, well, not quite old because you know it's it's me, <laughs> it, it's me and we too deeps, we too Deep, deeps time. But I think that that this um, WWE Speed Show. Is going to have a lot of like um, uh, a lot of nostalgia and memories, such as like uh, Velocity and Sunday Night Heat. I think they, I think they could build on it like that. Like those shows or Fire, Velocity, yeah, and Heat. I right. love those shows.
0: I think it would also be cool to have. I need different. I can't have Monday Night Raw's commentary on. Like, give me someone new to to try them out. Throw them on X. You know, Byron Saxton. So, yo, Byron, yo
1: Byron's back. He, he had a good show in the um on NXT. Had, yeah, good show on NXT other, last week.
0: Yeah, but I, I I'd, I've never understood why they took him off the table.
1: Justice for Byron. <laughs> justice. We want, for Byron. You know, hashtag. We want Byron. Absolutely. We want
0: I think he would fit well on on. Ra- I've always felt that Raw needed a third commentator, mm. just to sort of split. I mean, but with my, with Cole and McAfee, I think it's enough energy. Yeah. Um. And so maybe not, but I, don't I always know. like
1: the I like the Byron and Corey Graves dynamic. I always like how they yeah. her back and forth.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Speaking that... of, speak of Raw, real fast, did you did you get a chance to watch this yesterday's episode yet?
0: Not the full thing. I've seen like bits and pieces
1: of it. So did do you? So did, did you notice like the black accent around the Raw, like around the graphics and everything? How's so, like saw, Raw uh, and the rest of the screen was like black. I, li- I like the, the vibe and the air, like the ambiance it gave the it gave the yeah. arena.
0: Yeah. They've done a, a lot. Go- they've done good at pr- presentation since Kevin Dunn's left. They've really changed. These camera
1: angles during that tag match, that first yeah. tag match. Yeah. The camera angles are crazy. I like Yeah.
0: It. I mean, well, once you get rid of Kevin Dunn, who likes to switch cameras every two seconds. <laughs> uh, but moving forward on to the rest of this press conference and really more so. The fallout of what I'm calling the slap in Sin City, The Rock laid his hands on Cody Rhodes, and he Cody Rhodes did respond last night. So, just what what's your feeling on, on this story at you know to current date? Like, do you like where we're headed? Where do you think we're headed?
1: I'm just saying. Before I get into that, I think that this is the closest The Rock, or sorry, Chris Rock, is going to get to his his, his comeuppance. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah, because Rose did, he got he got Chris Rocks. But anyways, um, let's see. So I did not watch the presser live. I watched it shortly after it aired. I think it it was from like what five to six something like that. It was like I mean, seven to eight. So I I watched it right after it finished up. I came back from work and I watched it. <clears throat> so I saw a little bit of going on in the Discord slightly. So. <clears throat> But I, I I watched it from start to start to end, and I I was really I was really sports entertained. Yeah. I like Triple H's opening promo, like like uh, what Paul Heyman had to say backstage, and then they definitely progressed the story in a way I didn't quite see coming between um, The Rock and Cody. Excuse me, between The Rock, Cody, Roman, and Seth. Um, I think I think during the presser, they made Seth look a little bit look a little too much like a background character or a back you know like, mm-hmm. a, like too too much too much of a supporting act, but they made up for him this past Monday night. They made up for it, but um, at first I was like, okay, so how's The Rock gonna side with Roman? Like, how are they gonna do that? But then like you know I, I get what they're going for. But I think it made The Rock look look a little a little soft, a little a little Sherman soft. You know what I'm saying? He, he was he was looking like like some Sherman toilet paper, because <laughs> Roman was the first one to bring up like the family and like Cody's p- family and all that stuff and his legacy, and then Cody just responded by saying, "Yeah, your grandpa's gonna be ashamed of you," and then The mm-hmm. Rock was like, "You talk about his family, you talk about my family, right? You talk about, you talk about his blood, you talk about my blood," and he smacked him. And I was like, okay, I get, you know, we're, we're shifting the rock to, to you know be with Roman, which I I'm, I'm on board with. I like it. I just thought it made the rock look a little sensitive and a little a little like a little dull, a little dumb. Right. And I was like, Yeah boys when I started it. Right. I was like, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. Cause I know you're trying to cook, but you're not, <laughs> not you know, I can smell right. you cooking, but it's weak. But right. um yeah, I do feel like Cole held his own, and I'm excited for this. Um, I assume we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit of like um, a little fancy booking in a little bit, but yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on the presser? Um, so
0: I I think I'm a little bit different than than where where you are. I think, mm. um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, however. I, I think this this to me I, I think my issue more so is with the response to it because everyone I've seen respond to it since it's happened has said oh WWE pivoted from their original plans. I don't think this is a pivot. I thought that I I'm going to stay with my belief that this has been the plan from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um Roman or not Roman? excuse me, Rock posted, I think on on X. Sometime in January that he wants The match with Roman but he's a Long term story guy I've always felt that when he Joined the board That he was looking for that long Term story that if he was going to do it He needed that long term Year long build that he Cared more about the build than the actual match Itself which is what I think everyone Should care about the match isn't Mm going to Be anything special And so I've always felt that a rushed Three month build wasn't going to be big enough for how big this main event would be so i always thought 41 was going to be the wrestlemania we got Mm. roman versus the rock and i think they're setting it up perfectly i don't know necessarily if anything i think this makes roman look a little soft because roman roman's been you know rock gets there they shake hands and roman sort of just takes a back seat he Apparently, he's no longer Tribal Chief when The Rock's around because The Rock's making all the decisions. Okay, so okay. um, And so I think this, this, whatever happens, it's going to be a great story. And that's all I care about is what's the story leading up to it and the, can you entertain me with it? And I've always said there's always that swerve. I, I hate fantasy booking the Bloodline storyline because mm. – the one thing you think is going to happen doesn't happen and they give you something no one ever thought I never thought Rock was going to turn heel um, ever again never thought it would happen I figured at some at some way they would sort of make it to you know it was I I thought a triple threat would happen Um, and so I enjoyed it Um, I guess my big question coming out of it and I'm I'm not the type of person that Likes to really sort of like Come out of these Obviously storyline type Press conferences and like oh well we didn't get Any answers from this Uh, I must figure out what's going to Happen I'm going to sit here and enjoy The ride so Hmm. But the big question coming out of it is When's this tag team match happening because they Obviously set up Seth and Cody versus Roman In The Rock Um, Now I personally believe That's the Wrestlemania main event that's what I believe. Um, I don't believe one word that Triple H stated last Friday that it's going to be Roman and Cody and The the Rock can't pull, you know, pull, you know, uh, his uh, sitting on the board card to get what he wants. No, there's a reason The Rock and Roman Reigns are going to be on SmackDown this week, and they're going to basically tell Triple H – we run this show. You can't stop us. Um, and Roman's not fighting Cody. Um, and I think my question now then is: Does Triple H get involved? There's so many different yeah rabbit holes that you can go down. Um, so, so I'm I'm here for the ride. I'm not going to try to guess anything. And I'm just going to let it happen.
1: My my thought process is: So if we do Roman versus Cody at one v one or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you put the rock in Roman's quarter, you know, like ringside or whatever, then Seth was salmon and that raw that he got Cody's back. Seth will be ringside or whatever. So if they do the 1v1, Roman versus Cody, like what does Seth do on night one or whatever? Because I'm assuming Seth is gonna wrestle a match on night one for his title. <laughs> I guess is he's facing the winner of the chamber, that's what it sounds like.
0: That's what it sounds like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's he's gonna face the winner of the chamber. Unless Priest cashes in, but I don't think Priest is going to cash in before Mania. I think he could cash in well, after. Well,
0: well, I don't know if you've seen like the headlines, but Damian Priest came out and said like he can't cash in because Seth is injured, which yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in
1: my life. I, I got I, I guess they did something similar to this back in uh, what year was it? it? It wasn't the first time that they addressed this. I, okay. I, I want to I say it was. I think I want to say it was when Daniel Bryan was champion. I forget um, what it was, but they, they were talking about it on on Twitter and and stuff like that, but um or, or WrestleMania something like that. But my thing is like, what does what does Seth do night one? I I'm assuming he faces the winner of the Chamber, and my guess is Priest cashes in after WrestleMania, probably like, the night after Mania or something like that, or some sometime down the line to give Seth a break. Right. But but and then I know another, another way we can go is like, say if they do do the tag team match. At this Mania, you do, but but, but but they can't do that now because at the Chamber. I was thinking you do a tag team match, winner takes all. Um, winner takes all world titles. You right. know what I'm saying? You put Seth's title on the line for the Rock to get, and you put Roman's title on the line for Cody to get, and the winner takes all. Yeah, yada, yada. But you can't do that now because Seth is doing the Elimination Chamber winner match at Mania. Right. Um, I was also thinking you do Cody versus Roman with the rock as special guest referee, and then the rock screws over Cody, but he but he aligned as a heel too early, so now that's out that's out the window. And so now my new thing, I think we get the oh, oh yeah, so here's what I was telling you, I was telling y'all in the Discord chat for, for Wavy D's big prediction. So Wavy D's big prediction for Mania is we get the ultimate dusty finish. All right. We get we get Cody pinning Roman, but Roman's foot is under the bottom rope or on the rope. The ref misses it. Uh-huh. And so, Cody finishes the night with his hand held high, quote-unquote finishing the story, holding the title, fireworks go off or whatever. And then the next Monday night on Raw, the very next night, Roman's out in the rain with, you know, with The Rock or whoever and the higher-ups. And he gets the, the, the decision reversed. So that way Cody gets a taste of it. But then he also he gets that dusty finish like his father got. Mm. And then he's not a recognized champion in the eyes of the record books. Mm. And, and then Roman gets his title back. He continues his The reign never
0: ended, right? Yeah, That's crazy. That would be insane.
1: Put me in the writers room, bro. Put me in the writers man, room.
0: That, man, Wavy D been cooking over there. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm actually I like that idea a lot. Um, I'm trying to trying to so, well, I guess overall, do you think that WWE does more of these like press conference type thing? I think with them joining Endeavor and being part of like UFC, I think their presentation is going to be a lot more UFC ish with the press conferences and like weigh ins and.
1: I definitely liked it. I I also liked uh, what they did with Becky and Rhea. I thought that was that was really good. Yeah. You got them a little hyped and a little build up. Even though I've it seen- seems like they're gonna definitely have Becky win, it, it's almost right. like a spoiler in a way. I mean they right. still swerve it, but right. I, I do like it. I,
0: I uh I've seen a lot of hate that Bailey wasn't involved in this. Um true. I just I personally don't think that her match necessarily it's a mid-card match. It's not the main event, and I hate to say it, but Bianca Belair is the top woman in that on that locker room right now.
1: And, well, um, if you look at it, her match is already set in stone. The other matches they're kind of pushing were matches that we don't really have an opponent for yet. Right. Like Cody Rock wasn't quite set in stone yet. I mean, sorry, Cody Roman wasn't set right. in stone, and then neither was Rhea, her shoes gonna face, wasn't set in stone. Right. So, I mean, I guess, you know, it's... it's Understandable, understandable why she wasn't there. Right. So we'll move a little bit. Uh, talk
0: about last Friday SmackDown. Um, just talk about it a little bit. I was like in the arena, but <laughs> I was I was in heaven basically at the top of the arena. You, you, uh, give the
1: fans your give the fans your rundown like your your, yeah. your experience at a WWE live event.
0: Um, so if you've never gone to a Raw or a SmackDown, definitely go. Um, even if it's a twenty dollars seat, don't be afraid to go up there. It's not that bad of a view. Um, and so, uh, the one thing I will say, I don't know how the crowd sounded on TV. I never went back to watch it, um, but for the most part, they were they were pretty loud in the arena. Um, and I'll, I'll say this: as much as I'm disappointed that the that for the second year in a row, WWE has come to Charlotte and Roman Reigns wasn't on the card. Um, for me to acknowledge him. I understand. I understand. I got, I got to see Triple H. I got oh. to see Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes was a dark match, Gunther was a dark match. So I saw some of the guys that I liked. Um, but it's kind of crazy that every single time I go to a show, the next week they put on like a big card. They got Rock, they got Tiffany. They mm. got Roman all this week and in and, and Utah, but God forbid we come to Charlotte, North Carolina. And, a, ru- a
1: wrestling state.
0: Right, and I get, I, I mean, let me tell you something, though. This might be, our truth may have been the loudest pop I've ever heard in mm-hmm. an arena. Uh, when he came out, he came out as part of the Gunther Dark match. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a North Carolina sort of legend. So I expected him to be there. He's from Charlotte. So um yeah. But overall, I mean it was pretty I mean I've been to a couple hundred wrestling shows. So it's you know nothing's gonna beat me going to WrestleMania. I definitely if you can't or if you can ever save up to go to Mania, definitely do it. Do the whole weekend, get that experience. Um but how, yeah, how, was,
1: how how would you describe it the main difference based on like what you see in the ring versus what you see on TV?
0: Um, I think the bigger difference is when you're there live, like you don't realize they're under commercial unless you pay attention and and you know what you're looking for. If you guys haven't figured it out, like when they do all these moves outside the ring, a big dive happens and then they overexaggerate the the in, the impact. They're going to commercial. Um, but if you're when you're in the arena and you're into the match and you're cheering, you don't even realize a lot of times that they're under commercial. Um, and but with that, when they're like when a segment ends, like a a promo ends, and then they go straight to commercial and it's like a a a long like three minute in between uh segments and nothing happens. That can be a long three minutes if you're not used to it. They so WWE does try to do a lot of like Fan cams type stuff mm. um, Which is always cool um, I will say Whoever th- There were a couple signs that were on that, that were on TV I know you put something in the discord Like go smack the teeth out of that guy That said that we want stardust Yes um, There was a dude who had a Buffalo Bill sign That made no sense <laughs> And someone had a die Jack section sign <laughs> Um and that made no sense either, but
1: I saw a Santi Zap sign. Look, everyone loves Santi. Everyone loves Santy. I'm a Test guy. I love them both. I I love them both, but I'm a Test guy. Right.
0: Um I'm more of a Santi guy, but I I I can't hate I wish they'd get back together because their little like guess the wrestler thing that they did was one of my favorite things on TikTok. Mm. Um so I know i don't know necessarily all of the situation that happened why they sort of i guess they split up um,
1: yeah I mean, I, um so i don't know from, from my understanding from watching them is that there it was start of the two of them and then right. there was four people for a straight shoot it was the two of them wheezy and kevin right and then you know everyone's schedules just from from what i know didn't right, right. they, they really, they really mesh or mix up mix up well they all they kind of want to do like different content so, so they kind of all, all start doing their own thing again and they, they also, they, they also love each other. They're all still, also folks. Right, right. The, the communities are a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the same members are in the community. Right, absolutely. Uh, Sandy did, did another, another podcast and then Tesh got his straight, she owns straight shoot and he's with con man now and they, and they do, they just, they do their thing. It's some, some, some good folks right now, guys, you guys are spoiled. You guys yeah. got some good folks in the wrestling content creator space, okay?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wrestle uh, Talk, Wrestle Twitter, the community in terms of content—it's it's gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. Um, it used to be really, really bad, um, but you got a lot of people putting in a lot of effort and time to yes. to make quality stuff. So. With that, uh, I don't really got much more planned other than these questions from Discord. We got three from B Master and one from Kara, and then we'll end the end it with the Thirsty Thursday, or excuse me, Thirsty Tuesday, like we always do. Let's mm-hmm. do these questions first. So, B Master asks, "If I ju- if I'm a wrestler and just got caught up from NXT, what what is something that I can do to make my marking to get to the next level of Cena or Bianca?" um that that a tier sort of s tier echelon of superstar what what are some things you think that you have to do to get there
1: i think the main thing you got to do the very most important thing is have charisma and, mm. be, able to, and be able to talk on the mic mm. like it doesn't matter how great in the ring you are your in ring ability won't get you so far like we we see right. case after case of wrestlers who can do everything in the ring for, mm. like for example you know so you got you got your ricochets of the world um he, you know he can talk a little bit he's not, he's not the greatest talker you got braun strowman who's a good in-ring talent not the greatest talker in the world you know the, the, the list the list is countless timo right. greatest one of the greatest wrestlers of all time not C- a great cesaro.
0: cesaro cesaro Claudio, yeah
1: yeah cesaro amazing in the ring not a great talker so like you can be the best wrestler in the world, but if you don't have the charisma mm-hmm. and you can't talk on the mic that well, especially mm-hmm. compared to your compared to your comrades and your your fellow wrestlers, then that's definitely gonna bring you down a lot. Even yep. Brock, like, like Brock Lesnar, like he, he's not like the greatest talker, but if you give him a mic, he's entertaining. Yep. You know what I'm saying like, of course he had mouthpiece, that but like,
0: but he didn't really need he didn't need that mouthpiece though. He hmm. he can carry him, himself.
1: Yeah, like we we've seen through Cowboy Brock the past like two and a half years, like that like, he's entertaining on his own. Like he could talk a decent, you know, decent amount. Mm. And yeah, so if you want to get on the level of a of a John Cena or Bianca Belair, I definitely say you need the charisma. You got to be able to connect with the audience. Like yeah. in, in ring, you just got to be safe and have like five good moves. That's all. You, that's right. all you really need.
0: Right. So I, I definitely would agree with that. I'd also say that you have to be able to like to adapt to whatever creative tells you to do. Like I know there's a lot of people who feel like I'm not going to lose to so so don't don't. I'm And I know Cena politics, but he's earned the right to pick his opponents now. But like when Cena started, like he was out there working 360 days a a year, not complaining. He didn't complain about anything. He did what he needed to do. Um, he connected with the fan base in the arena but also outside and it's it's really you have to present yourself in a gimmick that you know the fans will be able to to connect to whether for cena whether it was you know ruthless aggression uh versus kurt angle or if it was you know thugonomic cena word life mm. or if it's now the new sort of pg super cena Mm. Uh, whatever that character How it evolved it, it it evolved in a way that Allowed the fans To still cheer for him um, yeah. And Bianca does the same thing She has a gimmick um, You know I was there a lot There was a, a little girl Two little girls sitting in front of me As soon as her music played They had the little hats with the with Little braid on it, it And they were swinging it with them Like there's a reason she is the way she That she is right and she's she there's that little something extra as, as crazy as it is the braid the long braid that's never going away mm. because it one it's able to sell merch but two it connects with the fans and so you know you have people like a Claudio or a, you know like Cesaro who yeah cool you can wrestle but dude you have the charisma of a wet paper bag no one connects you your music hits and there's no reaction mm. so. Um, it, uh, to me the whole you know they did this on smackdown with tyler bait in that tag match where he did like a test of strength basically where he had the one dude i forgot who it was on his shoulders and then he had the other dude by the legs and spun him around yes that's, that's not impressive to me like okay cool you're strong i get it but tyler bait you're not you're not interesting at all you can't talk i don't care about that that match was probably the only match i wasn't really entertained by um and i think they made the the worst uh the bad booking decision of not putting diy over but obviously they're going to probably get the mania spot but i don't know i just to get to i don't think anyone will ever get to the level of cena personally Mm. i think cody's as close as they get but I mean, you look at what cody is like he's he's a company guy he does what he's asked and he connects with the fan base. Is he the best in the ring? He, he's decent, but you know, his matches are predictable, but that's, that's all you need. To, that's all you need. You don't need to be flashy and, you know, put on the, you know, super kick parties and, and all these stupid, all this stupid shit that, that doesn't add to the show mm-hmm. because, because it makes zero sense. So, I don't know. Just just keep it basic. Do what you need to do to get over, connect with the fans, and and be able to present and make money. That's that's really all it really really boils down to. Facts. Um, B Master's next question: uh, Do you think sharing talent with other promotions is a good or bad thing? Um, I'll let you start on that one as well.
1: Um, I think it is good to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I did, if if you if you in the if you and the company that you're sharing with are equals, then it, it's fine, it's cool. But at, then also, if you're like the bigger company, where it's I mean, like the main example or one example that's main, and this is um WWE and TNA. Mm-hmm. So if they go forward with their partnership and they, they share talent to a certain extent. I mean, like, because I'll be honest, WWE doesn't need TNA. Right. So, WWE would do just fine on their own. So, but if they want to bring in, like, a Jordan Gracie um, for, for, for Royal Rumble, right. that's awesome. If they want to bring in, I don't know, say they're having like a May Young Classic tournament or whatever, to, so, you know, like, you know, 12, 12 women wrestlers, some, all over the world competing for like the, the like the, the tournament cup, and you want to bring in like a I don't know like a like a Zia Brookside or whatever, or you want to bring in right you know like a Chris Statlander for your tournament. That's amazing, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we know that we know that they're probably not going to win because right. historically WWE doesn't, doesn't really put out doesn't really put over outside talent. If if they're gonna if they're gonna like you know teamwork with you and, like, collab with you, especially in their bigger matches, they're going to put their own talent over. Right. You, you, you might get a small win on the undercard, the lower card, but, like, when it comes down to it, for the main event or for the big prizes, the big stuff, wwe going to go over. And yep. if you, you want to look at a lower level where you have, like, AEW and TNA sharing or AEW and New Japan sharing, I mean, at that point, like, like the, the, the part where it gets murky is because you're you're, you're murking up the water as on like your talent. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, is this guy, uh, is this guy, a W guy, is this guy a new Japan guy? Is he just an indie guy who they, who they bring in every once in a while. It makes it hard to identify that talent with your company. Right. You know what I'm saying if right. you, if you have like Will Ospreay, for example, if he's jumping between TNA, a W new Japan for the whole year, having like four matches in all the companies and you, you know, the average fan isn't gonna identify Will Ospreay with your brand. Right. It's gonna identify him as like the indie god. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna say, right. Oh, that's that's Will Ospreay from AEW. He's 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 AW's like number one guy. Like now they're gonna look at him as the indie guy or just a really good wrestler. Right. whereas if you say someone like even someone to the example of like a Natalia, you're gonna say, oh she's a WWE superstar. Right. She's a WWE like legend. You know, say she's a WWE legend. And, you know, so along with sharing your talent, you have to do it in a way that helps you in a way that a way that helps your brand.
0: Right. So I'm somewhat along the same lines as you. I'm going to say that I personally believe it's a bad thing because it's just the nature of the business. I don't think that there's a way where two companies who are in competition with each other can share um, athletes or superstars, and both of them benefit. Um, so, like, for WWE, they get zero benefit bringing in Jordan Grace at yeah. all.
1: I, I think um, Jordan Grace is different because he's a freak in nature.
0: Right. So so it was a big pop. I think, I mean, even I popped a little bit when, her, when she came out. Same thing sort of with when... Uh, Oh shit what the fuck's her name? Uh Mickey James when she came out last year with the TNA music mm-hmm. and the belt. I like it's it's that big pop. I get it. But in the long term like WWE would not benefit from Jordan Grace being in a long-term program representing TNA. I don't think that that benefits WWE. It's not going to give them any more viewers. It would however benefit TNA t- for that to happen. Mm. Um uh, um and so I I don't necessarily like the idea because of something that that would happen if we historically go back to what happened a couple years ago with AEW and TNA, where Tony Khan promised this big partnership, this forbidden door had been crossed. And TNA did not benefit one one bit from from that partnership. Kenny Omega came in, took the title off their champion, and held it for like six months. And so now TNA doesn't have a world champion for six months. Um, And I just, I'm not, and we'll actually get into a question about that here in a minute, but I'm just not a big fan of that. I don't necessarily think, you know, especially within WWE because they're so big and they sort of present themselves as like a separate universe outside of like what we would consider like the real world. It's the WWE universe, um, and so when you have someone who's not a part of that universe come in and sort of break that fourth wall, I think it it breaks whatever is left of kayfabe. Um, and so, I mean, we wrestling has to decide: do we want to present wrestling as you know in in the world of kayfabe, or is it dead? Because I feel like there are wrestlers who try to hold on to it. There are shows you try to hold on to it, and then there's other parts of the industry that try to get rid of it, and and so I don't know. Just presentation wise, like it, I think it 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 really gets messy when you try to. you know, WWE is never going to have Roman Reigns go in and lose to anyone from any other company ever. Hmm. So I I don't I maybe your mid card like you were saying maybe that makes some sense. You know, you know they've sent uh Shinsuke to do some Japanese shows. Mm. But, you know, you're Cody Rhodes will never be sent to go to New Japan to represent WWE. He's too big of a star and he's definitely not losing if he does go. And so I I it, it when you have the egos of New Japan and AEW and WWE and TNA and everyone wants their stars to get over it gets really difficult to sort of work a partnership like that.
1: No. I mean, so, so to kind of go into B-Masters' next question, who do you feel about – how do you feel about having someone not on your roster come in and become your world champion? I mean, I'm assuming he means from an outside company. I don't know if right. he means like uh, so, from Raw to SmackDown or whatever. but Right. So
0: I'm a, yeah, I'm assuming he would say like what if Moose came over and beat Seth yeah. Rollins.
1: So I – so I don't want to say to become the world champion, but I do think it would be interesting, for example, say if Jordan Gracie or another knockout actually came in and did win the World Rumble. and right. now And now you have like a three-month program um, of like you got to kind of tune into WWE and TNA to see a story following along like, I don't know, say like Rhea Ripley versus Jordan Gracie. And then you're following along like a, like a two- or three-month story kind of going back and forth between the two shows. Right. You know, you know I mean, of course, you know, Rhea goes over at Mania, but but imagine if, you know, Rhea's over at TNA maybe like once a month having like a match against like I'm – not, I'm not even fully sure who the roster is at, at the moment. That That's kind of like another reason why, you know, only only TNA kind of, you know, benefits from the situation. But, but T, I do – like, I, you know, I've watched some TNA matches and I've seen their roster where like their women can actually perform. It's mm-hmm. just that they're not household names. Right. I, I don't watch a TNA product like that. But when I do watch them, they're women. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they can go. So I'm sure you can see some banger matches. Right. Again, as far as, like, namesake, you know, you're only going to, you know, you're only going to get, you know, the we name. Right.
0: I feel right. And so. I think if it was like someone from TNA going to AEW words, I believe they're a little bit closer in mm. stature. I think I would be somewhat okay with it as long as, you know, it benefits both companies. But like if, if Jordan great, like Jordan grace walking in and winning the AW women's championship from Tony storm, I think that's a good story. It makes sense. They're sort of considered the same tier of, of show. Mm. But Jordan Grace going in and beating Rhea Ripley, this doesn't make any sense ever. It, it makes WWE look weak. You just lost to a C-tier show. um, And so.
1: Sorry. sorry. I was going to say, say, say if someone like a, like a Dolph Ziggler slash Nick, Nick, Nick Nemeth, right? Right. So, you know, he just left WWE, whatever. Say he goes to TNA, he's built his name, he becomes TNA world champion. Say if he enters the Royal Rumble and he wins, and then at that point you have a person who WWE is familiar with, the audience is familiar with, and then say you build a program between, say, him and Priest going into, going into next year's Mania, or him and right. Seth going into next year's so, Mania.
0: So on paper, that idea works fine. The problem with that is is WWE would not present him as Nick Nemeth; They would present him as Dolph Ziggler, the mm-hmm. same way they did with Trinity. They, she came back as soon as her music hit oh, it's Naomi, she's back. Mm. And so I almost feel like these these people who go to T and make a name unless you're Cody Rhodes or AJ Styles and you get to keep your name, it's almost like all of that hardware like with Mar- Matt Cardona came back as you know they they wouldn't push him as Matt Cardona. Mm. One he that's his legal birth name, so WWE wouldn't use it for copyright reasons. But two, he's Zach Ryder to the WWE universe. And this is sort of where I'll stick on is like, it would be one, like if if uh, Scarlett Johansson, she played in a movie and then that character showed up in uh, a Marvel movie. She's Black Widow in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. So it would be one, like if, if another one of her characters or if, you know, John Wick showed up in a Matrix movie, you know, it that's Neo, not John Wick. So I think it's it's really difficult when you try when you present yourself as the only company that exists. And and Triple H is really trying to break this. Vince did a much stricter job at sort of we don't address anything that doesn't happen in WWE because we're our own entity. We're our own universe, um, hmm. and that's sort of the mindset I'm in. I actually like that mindset um, it because it does set you apart. Why does Vince McMahon not care about AEW and competition? Because they don't exist to him in, in his product. He's not going to book around what some in, indie mark is, is booking in another company because it doesn't exist to him. Um, now, outside of the show, I'm sure he was worried about it, but he's not going to address it. He's not going to address TNA and what Trinity did in TNA. And well, I,
1: mean, I, I do think it's different in the aspect where like Triple H wouldn't work with or acknowledge AW because I think the way AW like presents themselves, is always take shots at WWE. But I feel like he's more into a partnership with TNA because TNA kind of knows their role. So, whereas, like, they're not taking, like, these unnecessarily weak right. shots and, at WWE. Correct, correct. And, and like, I agree not, with like, that. They're not run by kind of, like, you know, a jerk-off. You know what I'm saying?
0: I agree. Well, that's a whole different question. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, get, to, <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll get to Scott DeMore's stuff. I forget. I don't know. if we touch on that last week? The Scott i did, thing?
0: I talked about it a little bit on my little rant, but we haven't oh. talked about it on the show.
1: And then, I mean, there, there are a few stars where a few wrestlers – that kind of like you know break the copyright rule of like their own name because you know you, you have the, the Brock Lesnar's of the world or the mavens right. of the world who kind of like use their, their legal name in wrestling mm-hmm. and like I feel like they there might you know maybe, maybe one guy you might be able to get away with this in the future is maybe like a Gable Stevenson if he ever performs on like televised TV I know I know he's getting booed, booed, out, booed out the building yeah and it's like go away he but like also you know you have the Kurt Angle's of the world, so I mean like it's not you know unheard of to you know to be able to you know get to the next level with, with your with your legal name. So if it's if, gonna like, be, it's, if it's one gonna be a little bit
0: can. yeah it's gonna be a little bit harder in WWE now just for legal reasons. It's actually part of the contract now that be, because of what happened with with uh, Kurt Angle, um, not Kurt Angle, but uh, there were several wrestlers who they wanted to make money on Twitch. But because they so WWE's contract, um, if you didn't know, um, their old contract under Vince before the buyout or before Triple H really took over, stated that WWE owned not only the, um, character name but the legal name of, the um. The performer, so like Zelina Vega's real—I forgot what her real name is—but um, so she was one of the big ones where. She was make, I think her real name's like Thea, uh, Thea Trinidad, I think is her real name. and so she was she had a twitch channel under her legal birth name and sure. was making money off of it and WWE basically said you, you either pay us a certain percent or you're not allowed to do it anymore. Hmm. And so sort of as the compromise was, well, we won't copyright your legal name, but you're not allowed to go buy it on TV. So, you know, of course, those people are grandfathered in like Cena and uh, Brock Lesnar. But, you know, Gable Stevenson, I highly doubt they're going because he built his sort of brand around that name. They'll let him use it. Yeah. Um, But I I don't think a lot of that's sort of the reason why, you know, Gunther had to change his name from Walter. Um, And I think Triple H is going to be a little bit more fair in doing so. As a way to let these indie people that he signed that way, he doesn't copyright their independent name. That way, when they do get released or decide to move yeah. on, they, they can go back. Yeah,
1: that's unfair as hell. Like, if, if, I, if I'm wrestling for you as DJ right? Like I, can't, I can't go on Twitch as you know, Big Dev, like I can't go on Twitch, right? That's that's wild. Yeah, it's I think
0: they're changing the policy or have changed should. it, like, um, yeah. but.
1: These superstars got unionized, bro. Get yourself a, stop being an independent contractor, and get yourself a little union and get get y'all some rights. Come on now, especially if we're if we're leaving the Vince era and we're under TKO and all this stuff. Big like big I, I think you know we gotta mm, got get this. I don't know if I'd
0: go the union route just personally. Um, I think I do think they that they need to come together and demand certain things but i'm not the biggest fan of unions to begin with I mean, um, I'm just saying, personally
1: you, you need something like, like like i know i know health care if they get hurt in the ring but like if i get hurt because i slip on ice walking to the airport right and right like, right, and right and like absolutely. you're like you're on your own right That's absolutely tough.
0: absolutely i do definitely believe um and then i i think i've touched on this a little bit in the past um I think companies themselves have to be better at, you know. Hey, Vince is gone. This old school mindset of you're independent, and we're not going to pay you. We're going to treat you as a 10.99 employee, and uh, but you're an independent contractor. None of that makes any sense to anybody. Yeah. But but I don't necessarily think you need a union to fix that. At companies, WWE, you're you're a multi billion dollar company. Provide health care. It's not that hard. You provide yeah. it to you provide it to all your office employees. So yeah. I think the pro- the problem has to be, you know, you don't really need a union, just demand to be an employee, not a contractor.
1: I, I would say, g- guess on, like, you know, the NBA, how they got like the Players Association. Right. Who like, who like, you know, they, they negotiate on behalf of so, the players.
0: So rest- wrestling would be really, really hard to, to unionize, though. And some of the bigger problems with it would be, you know, if I'm an American citizen, we can unionize in America and we are under American union laws. But New Japan wouldn't be under that law, and so I'm
1: talking to say from WWE's perspective.
0: True, true. So I mean, WWE is really the only company who could do it. AEW does a decent job taking care of their employees. They at least have employee status; they're not contractors. Um, I I do think they they need some change. Um, They definitely need to be able to have benefits and some sort of payment guarantee. I don't know if you know this, but La Knight came in at like fifty thousand dollars a year when he yeah. signed with when he signed with NXT, which is insane to me. Um, so, I do think they need to do something. I don't know if unions are the best way to fix it because it causes a lot more problems than it really solves. And you know, if I wrestle in Can, if I'm WWE and we're in Canada or that you know they're going international a mm. lot now, so if they bring in some local talent for the night you know they're not, they're not going to get the same rights because you know because of it, it, they're not indebted to US law if you're in in England so it, it it's difficult with wrestling whereas you know basketball and football are a little bit easier to 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 do with a player's association mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely i definitely see where you're coming uh before we move on the Kara's question let's talk about TNA for a minute since mm-hmm. we brought up Scott more. I think it's dumb to let him go. Exactly. Uh, like, he,
1: like he brought back, he brought it back to life. Like he was with yep. y'all through the ups and the downs, especially, mm-hmm. especially the downs. Yeah. He, he he resurrected this company out out of the out of he the. He made it made the, it quite right?
0: honestly, honestly, in my opinion, equal to if not better than AEW. Mm. Um, and I mean they had some pretty bad periods of of booking after Matt Hardy left. Like it completely went to. Oh, all, shit. That global, all that global force stuff, yeah. That global force stuff, yeah. you know, Dixie, Jeff Jared, all of that stuff. Um, so for the more to come and basically get it to a point to where people are watching it again, for the most part, for the, you know, there's an audience for you to let him go because he wants to spend a little bit more to get good name talent like Nick Nemeth, yeah, on the product. There's also rumors that he sort of offered to buy it from, um, I guess, this Anthem Entertainment yeah. that owns it. He offered to buy it from them, and they turned them down, and then fired them. That's crazy if that's what actually happened. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this decision hurts the rebrand a lot because they're going to be cheap. I think a lot of talent's going to leave. Um, so. What?
1: So, go, going off into like hypothetical worlds, we we both we both agree it was stupid for them to get rid of Nick, um for get rid of Scott. Yeah. Um, so my first question to pose to is, do you think Scott would Ben? Earth, do you think a company would benefit by bringing Scott in as like a writer, or like you know, like say WWE or AEW would benefit from bringing in, for for bringing in Scott?
0: Um, I don't. I think. He's a benefit, absolutely. He 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 deserves a job in wrestling. I don't know how much of a benefit he brings to WWE because Ooh. of they got a decent writing team now. So I mean, absolutely bring him in if you have a room room to fit him in. Um, but he'll definitely have to take like a back seat to being like in control. Whereas I think AEW will benefit the most from mm-hmm. bringing someone like Tony Khan. Please hire Scott The have him be your head booker. Drop back. Go focus on the rest of your sports teams. Just be an owner for once. And let let someone who knows wrestling handle the wrestling part. Yeah. And, and and I think that would drastically change how AEW is presented and and probably for the better.
1: Mm. Now, my, my, other, my other proposition to you, my other question to pose to. You. This one you might you might need a little more time to sleep on, but your initial thought is so with, with Anthem kind of taking you know having full control of, you know TNA you know I'm not I'm not sure who they bring in for booking wise or whatever I don't know who they bring in to replace him if they just you know give some guy a promotion to take his spot or yeah, bring in someone they, else that's what, that's what they did there
0: oh, I forgot who, his who? his name's like Anthony something he's some corporate guy at Anthem knows nothing about the
1: business so. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm I'm under the assumption that I don't think that their their price tag would be too expensive. What what would your thought process be if WWE bought TNA?
0: So I've been under this assumption for a long time, and by a long time, I mean about a month. That WWE's about to buy TNA. I'm a hundred percent behind that. I think Endeavor. As soon as I heard that Endeavor got involved with, um. The the app for impact And their streaming service Endeavor is the one that uh, There's a company that Endeavor owns That does their streaming service now um, Their TNA Plus um, As soon as I heard that um, I started to wonder Maybe this type of decision Is they're doing with Sort of what WWE did Prior to the merger And Sort of cutting the loose fat uh, of the roster and, and all the extra expenses that didn't need to be spent, um, and so I I don't think it's that far out of the imagination that Endeavor does either merge TNA with WWE or just buys them outright. Um, I I definitely think that that's a possibility.
1: Now w- would you would you would you buy them and keep them afloat? And like, kind of like have them operate on their own, you know, as far as like maybe like another promoter, okay. another brand, yes, or do you, you buy them almost like a WCW, take in their whole catalog, their library, take in some of the wrestlers, but then kind of uh, get rid of those I, I
0: would do it. Um, I would keep TNA as TNA, I wouldn't call it WWE just for the mere fact that it presents the illusion of competition. What made what made the Attitude Era so good was that there was competition and WWE full-fledged, you know, especially like the Invasion angle once they bought WCW, that was some of the best product we've seen in WWE because there was a sort of made-up idea of, hey, WWE owns both of these companies. Most people didn't recognize it or maybe they knew it but didn't really care but we had WCW and you had WWE and right and so when that sort of invasion angle stopped, they started like this this brand split. There was Raw and there was SmackDown mm. to give this fake idea of of competition. Um, and so I definitely if if uh, if Endeavor buys TNA, keep them as TNA and create this sort of interlocked like storyline of. You know, Survivor Series can become TNA versus WWE now. Okay. Type thing. So I definitely think just to, just to sort of promote the idea of competition, don't put them together. I think that was sort of the idea Tony Khan wanted to do when he bought ROH. Um yeah. But he sort of has missed the mark with it because ROH no. isn't on TV.
1: What, what what would stop TNA from becoming ECW 2005? <sighs>
0: Well, the fact that Vince McMahon's not there is a good thing. Okay, um, but that's a great question. I don't know if I have an answer right now. I don't necessarily. There's nothing really in place that would stop it from happening. I think Triple H is a little bit smarter than that.
1: Um, that mean? I mean, I enjoyed the first like the first year and a half of like right. that ECW reboot. Right, you know, kind of have like the new versus the originals. Right. But then but then like after that initial push it just became like here's where the C C tier level superstars right. go. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Um I mean it could turn into that absolutely. Um Again, I think Triple H and what he's built and he's I still don't think Triple H is like a booking god like a lot of these WWE mm-hmm. people say he is. I think he has his moments where he's really good. And he has a moments where I question what the hell he's doing. Um, and, but I think he's done enough to, you know, I, honestly, I feel like if you buy TNA and just let them run the way they've been running and triple H is just sort of overseeing it. I think triple H has a respect for the end, indie scene and a lot of this wrestling in general to leave it alone. Whereas wow. Vince, whereas Vince wanted everything to be his, Um, and so if it, if it, it was sort of like when he brought in Sting. Yeah, he's gonna bring in Sting, and he'll be happy that Sting is there. But Sting was never gonna beat Triple H because that would mean WCW got the last laugh.
1: No. So man, if, I would, if I was WWE slash Triple H or TKO, or whatever, mm-hmm. the way the way I would kind of go about this, I would buy TNA just for their. Library alone,
0: Just the library, yeah,
1: because like that right there could, like, that alone connects Sting by itself. Going from WCW, what did you do for all these years before he came back in 2014 or whatever, it right? Was. Oh, he right. was wrestling TNA AJ Styles, for all years. AJ, AJ Styles, uh, Smoa Joe. You could, you know, you could do like full, like, full career documentaries, documentaries on yep. these guys that make their own money themselves, but then also you, um. It, then Yeah, so you buy it for their catalog. You can use it for your superstars that, you know, came in and out the company or whatever. But
0: even some like, the trademarks, like the, the X Division, mm-hmm. King of the Mountain, stuff yeah. like that. Um, if, A King of the Mountain match for, like, a Cruiserweight Championship would be insane.
1: You you can even do some... You can do um, an R-Truth documentary. He was a big right. part of that. Right, scene, R-Truth, yep. But then also, then after you get outside the, the library aspect of it, I, I would put superstars like AJ Styles is in charge of TNA, like that's yeah. his baby. So like when yep. AJ's kind of done, make you know, calling it a career like in-ring wrestling career, I would put right. him in charge of there, kind of like kind of like how, how you have HBK in charge of NXT. Right. I would send it, I w- I would send the likes of AJ, CM Punk over to TNA, mm-hmm. kind of like have them run that, be the Booker slash writing team, kind of get their own team together over there, right, and have that be their baby that they you know that, that they that they. Bring up and run in at that point. When, once TNA's up and running, they're under the WWE umbrella, they'll get all the WWE marketing, all the mm-hmm. WWE promotion. Yep. they'll get the WWE machine behind them, mm-hmm. and then you can even you can tour it around the country to a, to a smaller right. extent, right? I'm it could be like I'm not could, saying go to TD Garden, the Mascot Garden, right? right, it, right. You, you can go to those secondary, third, third dairy. It, can, locations.
0: Yeah, it, could, it could sort of be a more what AW should be doing well that, but. <laughs> You know, the, the, it could sort of be like NXT on steroids because NXT tours around Florida, but they don't go outside of Florida. So mm. you um, you could sort of again let it be its own thing. You don't want to sort of mimic anything, but yeah, I'm I'm down with that idea. Sort of tour it around. Have have uh, people who you know you know are familiar faces to that com- AJ Styles, CM Punk. I mean, even someone. Like uh, like Cody Rhodes or Drew McIntyre, um,
1: you, you know you, you 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 could put your your indie sweethearts over there, so, yeah. So that so that way your indie sweethearts aren't being mixed in with your NXT low, homegrown Rig, yeah. talent
0: ricochet guys like that, yeah.
1: Absolutely, yo, yo Triple H bro TKO. <laughs> uh, hi, hire us bro hire yes, sir. us yo, yes, sir. We, hire Look, us let's get this
0: get this question from Kara here uh she said my question for this episode so with the animosity coming out of the press conference do you think it's possible they're teasing one more match for triple h uh versus
1: uh the rock i kind of answered this question for her a little bit in chat um so definitely not as far as triple h coming out of retirement like man got a whole peace peacemaker peacekeeper whatever in his chest um, so he's definitely not wrestling, but I can see it going along the lines of like Vince versus Trump from the like, WrestleMania mm-hmm. where they cut, kind of, where they have like a representative, right. You can represent them. They've kind of fight for control of the company.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a single chance in hell that triple H gets between the ropes ever again.
1: Um, okay, can I see triple H in him? Maybe like a pedigree with the rest back turned or during a promo. <laughs> sure. But man's not right. doing, the, man's not doing J- the match.
0: Man's not running the match. Not at all. Um, plus, I don't know, man. Even before the Pacemaker, that match he did with Shawn Michaels at Crown Jewel, was, that was a cluster <laughs> fucking a half. Uh, if, they,
1: if, they, if they do go the route where they have, like, an avatar represent them, so, like, The Rock maybe May brings in, what, like, Solo Sokoa right. as, his, as his representative? And then Triple H brings in, like... Who would Triple H bring in to represent him in the company?
0: Seth, Randy. Seth, Seth is a good option.
1: Yeah. So did, did, have, have we gotten a solo solo Sokov versus Seth Rollins match yet? We have not. Because Seth's been on Raw. But, and solo. but I think I
0: think it could be a way. Like honestly, like imagine like Triple H costing Roman the title. Um. And have Cody win, so now Roman's going after Seth roman and set that's a match we've never got a clean finish to in this sort of version of roman reigns because the last time it happened like three years ago it ended in dq so that's been the match everyone sort of wanted but i can even see it in a way where triple h cost cody the title because of the sort of like backstage like AEW type and mm. i don't think triple h is Triple H, I don't think, is that type of Booker where he puts like personal grudges on TV. I don't even think he cares, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, But you could sort of play to what the fans want um, or think, and have Triple H sort of turn heel and cost Cody the the match, and say, you know, you you crashed my uh, my my throne. throne. You crashed my throne, so you're never, you know, I crashed your your story
1: type thing um no, no, so let me, let me cook. i got you let me, let me cook, <laughs> i got you all uh, right so we get we get we get vince mcmahon versus nexus 2.0 hear me out mm. survivor series okay for like control of the company team rock versus team triple h
0: on let the come. rock
1: side you got his family right you got solo you got jimmy you got roman you bring in like jacob you bring in zilla you know what I'm mm. saying? Bring those guys in. Triple H's side. You got Seth. You you can bring you can bring in a Cody, but I want to keep it like Triple H guys. You got your Seth Rollins. You got like your your Kevin Johnny Owens. Gargano. Your Kevin Owens. Oh. You'll you, you know, see. So you bring in like his NXT Black and Gold guys. You know what I'm saying? Drew,
0: Tommaso. Yes,
1: yeah, so and you have your trip, team Triple H versus Team Rock a Survivor Series for control of the company.
0: Boom. Mm. We got to get Adam Cole back because that's the biggest Triple H guy.
1: <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. baby. How, how far along is he until he heals up? Any word?
0: I haven't heard anything about it.
1: Has he been but on TV lately? I haven't been watching AEW. I haven't been paying attention, to be honest with you. Yo, Junkyard, hit me up. Let me, let me know <laughs> what, what the status is on, right. on Adam Cole. Right. We might have to watch on
0: Thursday and ask that question.
1: Wednesday, right? I think Whoa. they do it
0: Thursday. no, I think they do it Thursday.
1: Oh no, no, I thought I thought you meant I thought you
0: Dynamite. Um, yeah, yeah, no. I mean we but could yeah, watch yeah, Dynamite, yeah, the,
1: but... the podcast on Thursday, you're
0: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um all right, so we'll end this episode. And I haven't really given this one much thought, so I'm gonna have to go and sort of wing this one. But it is Thursday Tuesday, same mm. rules as always. Of these four women who would you choose to go on a date with from WWE main roster? Just called up Tiffany Stratton. From mm. NXT, we have uh Thea Hale. From AEW, we have Julia Hart. Mm. And from Impact, we have Zaya Brookside. Mm.
1: Uh again, I'll give my quick rankings. I gotta go P. I'll give my quick my quick <laughs> rankings. Number one, Tiffany Stratton. I feel like that's a given. Yo, know Ludwig kaiser you a lucky man you know what i'm saying <laughs> but, uh, also congrats on you guys you guys just got your 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 dream apartment so right. they, they just got their dream apartment together so shout out to to Ludwig and um Timothy stratton uh number two we are going zaya brookside you know what i'm saying i'm i'm not familiar with her but just, just based on the picture that, that you provided me she look she looking fine um here's the curveball number three we're going julia hart Okay. you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, and then number four, we're going to Tia. Um, the reason we're going her number four because she's like 19 years old, she's like a year move from high school. Um, <laughs> y- y- younger Dev probably put her like first or second, but yeah, the age is throwing me off, so she's just definitely last option. Mm.
0: Yeah, um, so I'm gonna go with you on Thea Hell, she's last. I'm sorry, I just Put even putting her on this list is kind of like I'm, I don't know if I should do this, mm. uh, but then Julia Hart's three for me. Um, I'm gonna swap it up a little bit. Tiffany Stratton's number two, okay, and Zaya Brookside. Now, I've personally have met Zaya Brookside, and she's she's a nice, nice lady, so I know her, I've spoken to her, so um, I know a little bit. You know, I like her wrestling style. Uh, I wish she would have been bigger in NXT before they cut her. Mm. But, you know, can not everyone can make it in WWE. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have Zaya Brookside at number one.
1: You know what I'm saying? Me and Tiffy time about getting <laughs> Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm about to be my usher bag. And <laughs> you Daddy's home, over <laughs> Right, right. All right, so this
0: has been another episode of the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. That's DJ Wavy Deep. I'm We Too Deep. As always, go and like, share, subscribe, share this to all your friends, introduce them to the show. This is for casuals, by casuals. You know, we like to have some fun here.
1: We're, we're uh, a little more than casuals. A little, a little bit, more. a little bit
0: more. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Let us know you like the show. Leave some comments. You know, if you're not in the Discord, go over there and and, and join the conversation. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify or uh, Apple, leave us a review. We do appreciate those. Tell us how you feel about the show, especially them five star reviews. And yeah. uh, and with that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we, you're not gonna get a uh, we 2 too deep. Random uh, rant this week. I ain't got nothing to rant about. Yeah, got he, that he's out of my content.
1: He's very content <laughs> Yo, rant uh, about Valentine's Day. Give, give him a Valentine's Day rant. All
0: right. We'll see if I can do something like that. Uh, but if anything does else come out, it'll be on Friday when I'm off work. But uh other than that, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will see you same time, same channel, right here on the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Brother, I'm going Run a wild
1: on COVID If I like it's a moment I'll make sure it's an explosion Cause lately I've been seeing